last time you visited Bakersfield? You know, I can't believe how long it's been. I did a thing for Hanna-Barbera. It was a, what they call it, something on ice. Oh, okay, so it's kind of like an ice capades type thing? It, it certainly was. And all of the people that were skating out there were Hanna-Barbera when they dress up like the different characters. And the, uh, the co-host was, I'm embarrassed, her last name is Franklin. She was in a, a hit TV series. Was it Bonnie Franklin? Bonnie Franklin, the little redhead. Yeah, yes, the one she was on uh, One Day at a Time. Yes, I knew that it was One Day at a Time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that was so, so. How long ago was it? Was this in the in the eighties or the seventies? It had to have been in the early eighties. Are you looking forward to to coming back and, and you're playing at Buck's place? How's it feel to be coming over here? I tell you what, it's I can't. It's one of those things I can't believe that I uh, that I didn't perform there before this. You know, it's a natural booking, you know, for Buck and I being on uh, co-hosting for. I think Buck did it for 17, 18 years, and I did it for 29 years, and we talked about it. In fact, we were going to do a benefit show there. And Buck donated the uh, Crystal Palace, and it was for the widows of state troopers who had been uh, killed in uh, on, in duty. Oh, wow. But it never it never happened. We were all volunteering our time, and Buck was volunteering the uh, Crystal Palace, and everybody. And all of a sudden, there was a problem that came up, and uh, it just never happened. After you guys stopped working on the show half, then did you guys run into each other? Did you guys speak? semi-regularly or not too much when we were doing the show i got to know buck and uh and we you know created a friendship before hee-haw when we would when we would do uh tours back when almost everybody was doing uh, two-week tours we'd go up through canada and back down and and go from toronto or vancouver to toronto and uh and you'd be together for that over a two-week period, and that usually happened twice a year. And then other times, in other places, we would uh, run into each other. And Buck had one of the first, it was a van, like a small RV, when the rest of us were going in cars. And he had, yeah, he had like, <laughs> we all envied him. But uh, one thing I would say that, you know, he let, let me ride in his, in his air-conditioned RV. Yeah. <laughs> and it was, uh, wasn't very big. It was about a 20-footer, but it was bigger and more plush than anything else. Oh, That's you, really where we created a friendship. What are your memories of taping all those hee-haw shows? Well, it's, uh, needless to say, one of the big pieces of my life was in the uh, 29 years that we were in production. And we created a friendship, you know, that we'll always, we'll take to the grave with us. It was just the circumstances of doing a show like that and going in twice a year and doing 13 shows in June and 13 shows in October. Mm -hmm. And then we were together almost day and night for uh, what turned out to be the equivalent of 13 shows in June, 13 in October, which gave us the 26 shows for the season. 
So we had a lot of time together. We may not be working on every recording session. It gives us a lot of time to get to know each other. And I guess if I was to single out one thing was, was my, well, I had several, because Grandpa Jones is the first big star that I ever worked with back when I was 15 years old. And then we were together on Hee Haw. You couldn't ask for a better dream come true than that. People always ask me, what was Junior Samples really like? And I say, what you saw is what you got. <laughs> I, I say this in, with love. But he's the only one I ever knew that came out of the woods, come to town. Not only did he not learn anything, he actually digressed. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was the beauty of him, and, you know, and the character that he portrayed. He didn't have to act.
know, you guys were, were on fire in those days. You had two distinct personalities on there. You guys were both killer players, killer pickers. Were you guys always seeing eye to eye all the time, or was there times when you guys bumped heads as far as where the creative direction was going? There was a few times that, uh, but I think we both were aware that we could not cause any dissension because if we were to rock the boat, uh, it would only create a problem that would cost down the road. But we both had two different directions. You know, Buck was very, very business-minded. And my life was, was on the road, you know, touring and doing concerts. And we would come in the first time for the, the new seasons, so to speak. We'd sit on while they were adjusting lights and, and different things. And we'd be sitting on two nail kegs. He said, well, what have you, you been doing? I said, well, I've been on the road, just came back from, from a month of doing concerts. And he would look at me and say, you know, I have not been in a recording studio in seven years. I said, you haven't? He said, no, that's that's not what I'm doing. I got the radio station, and, uh, you know, he had that Penny Saber uh, newspaper, the little... Yeah, yeah, the, the, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and that's what he spent all his time in. And actually, for him, tape and hee-haw, he didn't benefit anything from it. He had to stop his regular business activities and just sort of shut a, a close-up shop and come to Nashville for that time. You know, everything in this business you're doing to add to your career, try to uh, boost it up and stuff, and uh, he didn't benefit from any of that. Yeah. I was surprised that, uh, you know, after the newness wore off, about 15 years, you know, he wouldn't hang around. Uh, hang around is not a good expression, but he just uh, all of a sudden said, well, look, I've done all I can do here. I'm going back to Bakersfield. He built quite an entertainment empire over here in Bakersfield. Yes, he did. I guess, you know, you look back on it, Bakersfield was as big as Nashville. In its image, what he did... He created with him and all the others, Merle Haggard and Red Simpson, and all those people come out of the woodwork when Buck opened up the door to what could be had in Bakersfield. You didn't have to go to Nashville. You could build your career right there. Thank you so much for that. You know, with such a rich repertoire of music, library music that you have, what can people expect from your live show? We do a little bit of everything. We do from bluegrass to, uh, I guess you could call it modern country, but traditional country, basically, that's what I am, and then I do instrumentals on, on guitar and fiddle, and then uh, the rest of the band, I've got really a cooking band. We've been together for like 20 years or better, and so we we all know what the other one is capable of, and all I have to do is turn around at point and say, play it. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Roy, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time. Uh, I've been, uh, I'm, I'm really glad we got to speak because I was. Uh, this is going to be a big story. It was like this, you, you know, you're coming to Bakersfield for the first time, and everybody was like, "Hey, you're going to speak to Roy Clark?" And I was like, "Well, I'm trying." So <laughs> I'm really, I'm really glad we we were able to track you down, and and we look forward to having you in Bakersfield. It's uh, it's a, it's going to be a really big day, and the show's selling real well. So expect a full house when you Bless come over. Bless your heart. <laughs> All right. Well, you take care of yourself, and we'll see. Bye-bye. I love that part. Do it again. I never picked cotton. But my mother did and my brother did and my sister did and my daddy died young. Working in a coal mine 
baby Too little for a cotton sack I played in the dirt while the others worked Till they could straighten up their backs And I made myself a cross When I was big enough to run That I'd never spend a single day In that Oklahoma sun And I never did come But my mother did And my brother did And my sister did And my daddy died young Working in a coal mine The farm couldn't hold me then So I stole ten bucks and a pickup truck And I never went back again And it was fast cars and whiskey Long-haired girls and fun I had everything that money could bring And I took it all with a gun But I never picked cotton But my mother did and my brother did And my sister did and my daddy died young Working in a coal mine Well, it was Saturday night at Memphis When a redneck grabbed my shirt And when he said, go back to your cotton sack I left him dying in the dirt And they'll take me in the morning To the gallows just outside And in the time I've got, there ain't a heck of a lot That I can look back on with pride But I never picked up Like my mother did and my brother did And my sister did and I'll never die young Working in a coal mine No, I never picked up Like my mother did and my brother did And my sister did and I'll never die young Thank you. Good picking, Mark.